going to be an awesome, outstanding time. And so, uh, please, uh, we got a great lineup. I'm excited about it. And uh, and if you have to, you know, make some adjustments, make some changes, uh, and try to be here if you all possibly can be. All right. And then, if you're going, if you want to get connected to our church, our growth track, as always. Man, we that's the place. Get connected. Today's step three, and please join in and, and be a part of that. All right? All right. So we are talking about the, the Holy Spirit honored. And uh, today, it's usually on the middle screen. You won't be able to sit, see it today. But we're talking about living, living by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I've entitled, I've entitled this series Holy Spirit Honored because I believe that for uh, a lot of times that the Holy Spirit is not being honored in our life like he needs to be. Uh, definitely definitely uh, among uh, some Christians. And, and so we, we want to honor the Holy Spirit. And I think it's because people don't understand the Holy Spirit. I think it's because they're scared of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, he's God. And he came to live in you. And if you uh, know him in a personal personal, intimate way, you have been born of the Holy Spirit. You've been born by the Spirit. And so he came and he resided in you. Uh, we talked about last week that he wants to fill you, not only once, but continuously. And so there's, there's more of the Holy Spirit that you can have in your life that most people are not experiencing. I believe it's because he's not being honored. And so I think if we honor him, recognize him, walk with him, acknowledge him, and uh, obey him, that we will experience the Holy Spirit in a very powerful, powerful way. And it's more than just lip service. I'm talking about getting in and having an intimate relationship with him on a daily, daily, daily basis. He's not a spiritual hitchhiker. He's not an accessory to our life. He should be all of our life. He is God that came in to live inside of us, and, uh, and we're his house that he that houses his his presence in our life. What an amazing amazing thing if I don't say anything else that would transform your life, my life, all of our lives if we'll just capture that that God lives inside of us. Now, he wants more for us. Uh I love I love uh and if you're taking notes it should be in your notes and I love this quote that was given by uh, R.A. Torrey, which was an evangelist, teacher, author, and uh, he was the first dean of Moody uh, Bible Institute. He said this, he says, we, ob- we obtain the fullness of the power of God. We obtain the pu- fullness of, the, of power that God has provided for us in Christ to the same extent that we understand and claim the, the, the Holy Spirit's work for ourselves. Many in the church claim for for themselves only a small part of what God has made possible for them in Christ because they know so little of what the Holy Spirit can do, longs to do for us. To find out what the Holy Spirit has uh, the power to do, then we need to study the Word of God. And I believe that's, uh, we, that's why we're here today, is because we want that. Whether you know Jesus Christ personally or not, uh, I tell you, the Holy Spirit will lead you to know Him. 
Uh, and, and that means whether we know him or not, he's always going to lead us into a deeper, intimate, most uh, precious relationship with Christ. And so we need the Holy Spirit in our life. And so we've been talking about that over the past few weeks, and we encourage you to get online. If you miss those services, get online, listen to those messages. I talked the first week about maturity, maturity in the Holy Spirit, and the importance of our uh, us having maturity in the Holy Spirit. Because immaturity will rob us of our potential. It'll rob us of our our purpose. It'll even rob us of our destiny if we stay in a place of immaturity. And I think there's a lot of people that think they're mature, but they've stayed immature. And the reason is, is because it's the Holy Spirit that helps grow us up. And having a walk with Him and an intimacy with Him and Him allowing Him to lead us and to expose Jesus to us and to reveal the Word of God to us, then we stay in a place in a state of immaturity. And that immaturity will rob us. And, and I made this statement that immaturity destroys more lives, families, and churches than the devil. And the reason that the devil comes in and he does destroy is because we're immature to, and we don't realize that we have authority in Christ and we can stand our ground. When whatever he throws at us, then uh, we can overcome him. He's not anything to a believer unless a believer stays in a place of immaturity. Come on now. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. And, and so we talked about that the first week. You need to go back and listen to that. Sec- Last week I talked about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and, I, and I, I talked about, you know, it's... Why isn't it that so many people are not being filled with the Holy Spirit, staying filled with the Holy Spirit? And I, I, I led with this, is that we need to be hungry. Those that hunger and thirst, they will be filled. And, and we're, just, we're not hungering for the things of God. And, and, and I'm telling you, every day, every morning when I get up to pray, it's because I, I'm hungry and I want more of God. I have not exhausted God in my relationship with him, I have so I, I believe I've just scratched the surface. And we need to hunger because what you're hungry for, you'll fill yourself with. And so too many people are hungry for the things of the flesh. Therefore, they're being filled with the things of the flesh. And therefore, they're getting flesh results, which ends to death. There's things dying around them, their joy, their peace, their relationships, and on and on. The list goes. And so we need to be hungry. I talked about we need to be humble. And I talked about a number of different things in that message, and I can't go back and re-preach it, but I'm telling you, uh, if we'll be hungry, humble, and we'll be all the things I talked about, we will be filled. And we will stay filled. We'll continually be filled in our life with the precious Holy Spirit in our lives. Hallelujah. Preaching myself happy. And so... So today, again, I want to talk about living by the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and if you're not living by the power of the Holy Spirit, then you're living by your own power, your own strength, your own abilities, and you're going to only go so far in life without His power. Amen. That's why we need Him. And, and so with that being led, I, I'm actually not talking about anything new in that uh, I'm going to talk about our mission, our, our purposes, our journey, if you will, that God has every Christian on, that the, the, that the Holy Spirit is endeavoring for every believer to, to be on. 
Actually, every person, it starts with every person on the face of this earth. Some people just do not, they do not get to that place where they're experiencing the, what God has for them. And so living by the, 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 the power of the Holy Spirit, number one, if, it, if you're really truly living by the power of the Holy Spirit and you're at least trying to tap into it, number one, first, you will experience life. He, he came to give life. Jesus came to give life. And to give it more abundantly. Isn't that true? And, and of course we know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so he wants us to experience life. Every, every time we come together, that is our, our, our team's goal. That's our, our dream team's goal. That's every, I mean, it's our endeavor to provide a platform where God can come in and help people to experience life. Because if it ain't life-giving, then we're just, a, we're just a huge social club. And we don't want to come together without being, experiencing some life change in our lives. And, and so I, I thought about this, and, and I, there's a number of different scriptures. And I'm, you know, sorry back there, Chris, I'm not going to stick with my, my schedule back there. But I, I, there's a lot of different things that I, I really wanted to give and I thought I was going to give but I feel right now that I need to just take a just a slight little direction shift here but I do want to share with you uh, John chapter 6 verse 63 and John chapter 6 verse 63 says this that this it is the spirit who gives life that word life there actually you look it up it, it says life in some translations it says life giving in the original Greek it says life giving the spirit came for you and I to experience life, that we would experience a life-giving life, one that we're not only receiving but giving. And it goes on and it says the flesh profits nothing. So if we're hungering for the flesh, we're just going to get flesh results. The Bible says when you sow to the spirit of the spirit, you'll reap life. When you sow to the flesh of the flesh, you reap corruption. It, it, you know, it just, it just falls apart. Why is it that people's lives are just falling apart? It's because they're hungering for the wrong thing. Whatever you hunger for, you'll fill yourself with. And so it is the Spirit that gives life. Notice here, it says, The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Now there's two words spirit here. Those two words... The translator translated them. Let's go back to that. Uh, the translator, if you see, one is capital S, the other one is little s. But if you go look up those two words, it's the same same Greek word, which is the word pneuma. And that word pneuma is, is literally, and it should be in your notes, it means to blow, to breathe. You know, when, when God made man out of the uh, dust of the earth, he... He breathed in him and life came into man. You know God's still breathing life. That life still, he's still wanting that life. So it means, it means to, to breathe as a wind or air. It means fresh air. Why aren't we staying fresh? You know, life happens. It just does. It, it happens. And so we, we've got to be very mindful that in the middle of life, uh, you, you and I need to stay fresh. And the only way that you and I can stay fresh is by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
we can't do it without him. And so, uh, and then that word life there means this. It means zoe. And the Greek word is zoe, which is the very life of God. We've got the life of God provided to us by the Holy Spirit that we can operate in. The, the God kind of life, the life of God that we can operate in. You remember the Bible says, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Not our own might, not our own strength. What are we trying to do? What are we doing going through this life, beating our head against the wall, and we're not getting anything done? Listen, life is too short. Yes. Yes. I, I, if you've been around the past few weeks, I've, I told you a few weeks back, uh, uh, my wife and I, I told her I want to I get this, this uh, hourglass, and I want it on my desk as a daily reminder, reminding me that life is short. That my time is almost up here on this earth. And, and I don't have time to waste. You don't have time to waste. I don't care if you're young or old. You and I don't have time to waste. We need to be about the Father's business. Yes. We just have to be. Yes. But you will not be doing it in your own strength. Because I'm going to tell you where you're going to spend most of your time beating your head against the wall. You're not going to get a whole lot accomplished because you're, you're, you're having to deal with a whole lot of issues. Life is messy. Oh my gosh, it's messy. But when we operate in the flesh, we make it messier. And, and, and when, it, when it becomes messier, then we have a whole lot of time that we're spending on dealing with that messier portion of our life. And we need to get away from that. And it just happens. It happens in life. My wife is feeling under the weather. She's, she's had a tough time this uh, week. And we're just commanding that body to align itself with her, the redemption, the, the, the word of God. And so we're, we're speaking the word over her. But uh, this week we had a little head-butting that took place. Well, <laughs> j- just this week. She gives this look that she hates me to bring up. And so I'll probably... Go ahead, give me the look. There, see, there it is. And anyway, there was something I said or did, and, and I said, there's the look. Oh, she hates that. Boy, that just... Then we, we just kind of, you know, and so, you know what we started doing? Struggling in the flesh. There's no life in it. It stole time from us. Precious, precious time that we need to be spending with each other or reaching people, ministering to people, praying, doing whatever we need to do. And, and any time, any time we get out of them, out of the, uh, the, the Spirit, following the Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, we get into the flesh and we start trying to do things in our own strength, our own power. So I sit there and I try to straighten her out. And that ain't going to happen in my own strength. It just does not happen. Tried it, been there, done that. Done, well, didn't done that. But I tried it. Because it, it's just not going to happen without the Holy Spirit's help. So God's speaking to somebody here today. This message is going to go a little bit different, okay? But you need to hear this. 
life is, you know, the Holy Spirit's like oil. I, I, you heard me say that if you were here last week or week before. It's like, he, he's, uh, you know, one of the symbols of the Holy Spirit is oil. And, 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 and you know, we got a lot of moving parts. All kinds of things going on. And if we don't have the Holy Spirit oiling down our life, it's like an engine that has all those moving parts. You take that oil out of the engine, and guess what? It blows up. But guess what? When the oil's going and everything's working like it's supposed to be, even though there's a lot of moving parts, oh man, every cylinder's hitting, your marriage is hitting, your, your ministry's hitting. Your, you know, I, I thought about this this week. There should never be a competition between the home and the church. It ought to be a complementing that's taking place. But in too many lives, it's a competition. And, and the reason it becomes a competition is because we get into the flesh. It's the Holy Spirit that works it all out. Everything's firing. Everything's firing. Everything's happening. Everything's going on. Be, uh, you know, stay in the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You know, the Bible says that we're to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Amen? Amen? And so we've got to have a personal relationship. A lot of people get hung up with the tongues. You know, uh, I, I, told you, I told you that somebody left the church. They found out that I've been praying in tongues for 30, almost 33 years. And they found out that I prayed in tongues, so they left the church. And it's like, really? You, you, haven't, sent, you haven't received the life of God, the experience, uh, the power of God? I don't do it publicly. I do it in private. I pray in, that's my private relationship with God. It edifies me. I'm going to get into that in, uh, probably next week. And so if you, you want to understand that more, come back. Let me, let me teach you on that. And there is a great benefit. That's only one of the many benefits of the Holy Spirit. And then people get hung up on the one thing. Oh my gosh. Jesus help us. All right, I'm going to have to scoot through these others. I just felt like I needed to just really hammer away at that. You, you and I need the power of God to be able to experience the life of God in our lives. And, and it's not just a one-time thing. It starts there. That's how we experience the initial life of God in our lives. It starts there, but it doesn't end there. It's a daily process, a continuous thing that we need to experience life because the Holy Spirit gives life. He is life. We receive life. He keeps us in that life. Remember, and I'm not talking about existing, just uh, being alive here on this earth. I'm talking of the very life of God. Let's go back to that, Chris, that, that definition of life here. Oh, it's already up there. It, it's, uh, it means health, happiness. He is on it. Prosperity, vitality. That's the one that always gets me. Vitality, energy, drive, fire, passion. Where's our passion? Where's our drive? No matter, well, I'm old. Oh, my gosh, if you're still alive, come on, baby. We can still do some damage. It doesn't matter. Well, I'm too young. No, no, no. That excuse. That, that you, It doesn't matter. How, Jesus. I, I, well, that was Jesus. No, he was totally dependent on God. He set aside his his power and he relied on the power of the Holy Spirit, just like all of us need to. Come on, study your Bible. Okay. And even at a young age. And all of his uh, disciples, I think except for one, were teenagers. 
David was a teenager, brought down a giant, not in his own power. Who are you, you uncircumcised Philistine, that you would come against the armies of the living God? You are nothing, buddy. Amen? Okay, secondly, second thing. Living by the power of the Holy Spirit, you find freedom. Far too many people are bound and in bondage. And I'm not just talking addictions, but I'm talking about habits, hang-ups. They're, they're just addicted to, to they're, they're in bondage to, let me just put it that way, in bondage to too many things in their life. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there's freedom. And, and if we're walking with him and him with us, now let, let me just say this, all of us still have bondages that we're dealing with. And, 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 but we cannot live there. We cannot, as soon as he reveals them to us, we need to, it's, he's revealing it for one because he wants us free from it. There's sometimes we, we're not even aware of it. We all have blind spots. We see, uh, we see uh, uh, in a part, we know in a part, right? Is that what scripture says? And so that's why he sent, and, and, and so the Holy Spirit, he comes in and he, he fills us with power. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says this. It says, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The very powerful power of God will come on you. And it goes on, and you shall, you, it goes on to say, and you shall be witnesses. It'll change your life to the point where your, your life will begin to speak volumes to those that don't know Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit should not be a turnoff. He should be a, an attraction. I think a lot of things that are done in the name of the Holy Spirit is done in the flesh. Because people are just hungering. They're hungering, but they're not, they're not pursuing the right thing. I say they're hungering. I think, I think there, there's some desire there, but they may not be hungering like they need a hunger. I think all of us desire more of God. Yeah. Even those that are living 100% of the time in the flesh, there's still a desire and they're wanting more of God. And, and we can't fabricate anything. Don't fabricate anything. You don't need to. We're just be followers of Christ. Yes. We're to be led of the Spirit. And so we don't need to fabricate anything. We just follow him and let him reveal what he wants to reveal. And he is a revealer. And I do want to share a couple of scriptures just quickly. John chapter 16 verse 7 says this. It says, but I will, it says, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus speaking. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I go away, the helper, talking about the Holy Spirit... And it defines what helper is, uh, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby. He will, will not come to you unless I go away. So it's to your advantage. But if, I, but if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be close in close fellowship with you. And then John, uh, verse uh, 13 and 14, it says, However, when he, the spirit, of the, truth, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come, and he will glorify me, and he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And in verse 32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The Holy Spirit is 
sent to lead us and guide us into freedom that comes through truth that he exposes and reveals to us right now here's here's a point that i'm going to make and please capture this get hold of this only have just a few minutes with you to download just a lot of information but mostly i I believe the holy spirit's going to speak some things to you uh some people in this statement i'm going to make some people are more comfortable with the familiar bondage than they are the unfamiliar freedom We've become married to our bondages because it's familiar. And we, we, if we got free from it, uh, it, it scares us. Lord, where do I take this? I'll use, the, I'll use small groups as an example. We believe, firm belief, a strong belief, a conviction even, we believe that every person ought to be in a small group. And the reason is, is not to fill up our schedule, not to fill up our time, is because we are called to be a body. The body is to nurture, nourish, strengthen, and minister to itself. Your body, when it gets hurt, it, it goes, there's many parts of your body that goes into action to, to bring healing to that place that, that's taken place. Do you understand? And, and, and so we believe that small groups are, are so key to the health of where God wants us to go. But because we have become so familiar with our bondage that we just resist the idea of inviting other people into our messes because of the unfamiliar freedom that we might experience, if that makes sense. We'd rather, we'd rather just keep people at arm's length and, and just tolerate our bondage rather than invite people in and say, I need some help. The Bible says, confess our faults one to another, pray for one another, then you will be healed. Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Jesus came to set the captives free, and if we're the body of Christ, then what's our responsibility if it isn't to help people get free from their bondages? And let me tell you how it happens. It happens through the power of the Holy Spirit through the body of Christ working in one another's life. Wow. Let me give you one more statement. You can go further alone, it's true. But we, you and I, will go further together. Oh, we can go faster alone, but we'll go further together. And if we're going to go the distance, we're going to need to get free If we're going to get free, we need relationships around us to help bring that freedom. Is it uncomfortable? Absolutely. Nobody said Christianity was supposed to be comfortable. Oh my gosh, if you got that idea, you need to go find something else because Christianity should be the most uncomfortable. I say it like this. This is how we say it around here. We need to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. 
Okay? Two more thoughts. Living by the power of God, you discover your purpose. This is a journey that he has all of us on. It is not one that he will compromise. This is the Holy Spirit's going to lead us into all truth. He's going to guide us. And number one, he wants to keep us in, in, in experiencing life. He doesn't want us having to deal with undue messes that we have created because we're living in the flesh. He wants us to live in the Spirit. Amen? He wants us to find freedom. Why? Because bondages will keep us back, hold us back. And then he wants us to discover our purpose. Why? Without purpose, then we begin to wander in the wilderness. And here's, here's why I even bring this out, is that people... Let me put it this way. I think I've, I've got it in here. Let, let me just give you this uh, sub-point here. In this world, there's an endless cycle of pressures and problems aimed at getting us distracted or to surrender and quit. Endless. And if you don't have a purpose in your life, then what's going to happen is your, your pressures and your problems will become your focus. And if they become your focus, then that's what you begin to live for, is your pressures and your purpose. And that's where a lot of people live. They live for their pressures and their purpose. And I'm going to tell you, they're continuous. Uh, they're, I mean, they're problems. I'm sorry. Thank you for that help. Holy Spirit. He's using his body, right? We begin to be focused. We, we become focused on our pressures and our problems rather than our purpose. Our purpose has to be bigger than our problems so that our problems aren't a problem in our life. But when your problem is bigger than your purpose, then your purpose is lost. And that's where a lot of people find themselves. I'll ask people all the time, hey, come. Come and join the dream team. Come and be a part of the small group. Lead a small group. And guess what comes out? They unfold their problems or their pressures. Welcome to humanity. Everybody has problems. Everybody has issues. Well, I've got issues. Oh, my gosh. Come live with me. You'll find out I've got issues. I've got problems, you got problems, we all got problems, praise God. But that shouldn't be the focus of our life. And guess where the Holy Spirit's going to point us? Not to our problems, not to our pressures. He's going to point us to the purpose. I, I love how, I love how uh, uh, Romans 15, 13 uh, states it. It says this, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit. He keeps us focused, man. Laser focused on the right things in our life. Let me give you one last thought in closing. These are, these are our purposes as a church. Disco, you know, disco, uh, uh, experience life, find freedom, discover our purpose, and last, make a life-giving difference. You'll never get to that point of making a life-giving difference with your life if, you've not, uh, if you don't get on this journey. Is it uncomfortable? Oh, yeah. But you know what? You can, live, you, you can learn to live uh, with being comfortable with the uncomfortable. 
and it become a joy. I love the challenge. Some of you are a challenge. Some of you I might see coming, and it's like, oh my gosh, okay, here comes, here comes, here comes the pressures and the problems. And I'm saying, okay, refocus, refocus. Get your focus on the right thing. Jesus, help us. It's probably time for me to bring this to a close. What do you think? I've been meddling enough. Not me. Again, Jesus, Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That was under the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, let's bring it up. Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter, I think I have it in there. 1038, do I? Okay, how God anointed Jesus of, the, of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you? God can do that for any and every one of us. Anoint us all with the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? So that we could do what he did. We're instructed to, the things that I've done, you shall do. Greater works than these that you shall do. Collectively, no doubt. Getting people born again? Yeah. Helping people get filled with the Holy Spirit? I might get that tongues thing. Well, you, you, you probably need the tongues thing, and we'll explain that next week. You probably do, seriously. I, I, I do. I pray in tongues every day of my life. I could not imagine not praying in other tongues. I couldn't imagine you doing life without it. I, I, my heart goes out to you. And I'll explain that next week. First Wednesday. I want to encourage you, come first Wednesday, because if you want to get prayed to receive the Holy Spirit, we're going to do that on first Wednesday. Okay? So you come and, you come and be a part of that. But how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, then this happened. Go on, next one. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. I don't even think you can be effective in, in uh, coming against the, the devil without the power of the Holy Spirit operating in, in your life. And not only is he oppressing others, but he's oppressing you. And it's time to kick him out. And you can't do it on your own strength, your own power, your own ability. It just cannot happen. My sister and my brother-in-law are here from San Antonio. And uh, they saw the before Christ in me. And they saw the after Christ. And I got born again on Sunday... I was telling our team this morning, I got born again on Sunday. I was a really bad alcoholic, drank a lot. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating, I drank a lot, a lot, a lot. And, uh, and uh, there's, there's my mother. And, uh, and Wednesday came along. And it's like, man, I couldn't wait to get to church because God did something in my heart. I got, I got born again. The Bible talks about our need to be born again. I got born again uh, of the Spirit of God, and he took this heart of, of stone out and put a heart that, that loved and, and that, that could really... I mean, I experienced life, but I was still in bondage. 
And, and then Wednesday night got here and, and I couldn't wait to get off work. I went home and, and, went, and I slammed down two, two six-packs of beer. And, and then I went to church. And, and again, experienced God. We're not asking people to get cleaned up. We're asking you, let's reach people that need to be cleaned up. Let's bring them into a presence of God. Let's bring them into our church so that they can experience life. Amen. Let's get them in a small group so that we can uh, in, 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 be able to pray with them. That Friday, my brother, my, his pastor, my brother-in-law, my sister, my mother was there. She was a heathen at that point. She wasn't even a believer. And my brother and, 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 my, uh, uh, and my brother's pastor at that time, they began to minister to me that God wants to deliver you, that he'll give you power to overcome. And, and they began to minister to me, and, and, and they said, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I had no clue. I didn't know the difference between Old Testament and New Testament. I was a, I was a good heathen when I came in. And to the kingdom of God, I had no, really no religious background. I went to a Catholic uh, uh, service a, a time or two, a few, maybe a, a few times, I don't know. But I don't, it's, it, in, anyway, nothing against Catholics if you're out there just. Uh, so, so anyway, I said, I want, I, they showed me in the word, I'm hungry. I want everything, if it's, if it's there, I want it. And they, they all laid hands on me and I began to be delivered. I mean, it was like a syringe from the bottom of my feet. And then it just, and I got delivered by the power of God. And yes, I began to speak in tongues. Nobody taught me. He gave me the utterance. I just spoke it out. And, and I've been speaking in tongues every day. And that's just part of it. Please don't get tripped up. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help a brother and sister out. But I, I tell you, I got, so, I got so set free. I went and poured all those cans out, took those cigarettes, threw them in the trash, and I've been serving Jesus every day of my life since. Not on my own. But let me tell you what happened after that. I had such a hunger, such a desire to make a life-giving difference in other people's lives. I didn't want to keep this for myself. I wanted to give it away. And there's so much more that, to the story. And we all have one. But the thing that I can tell you is he's the center of my life. And I want him to be the center of your life. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you today? What steps would he, or is he telling you to take? I don't know. But you do. I believe he's revealing some things to you. Bow your heads, would you please? Lord, we thank you for this morning.